Well, the Lightning still have to wait around and see who their next round opponent is, but a lot has been made of this Lightning team, what their legacy is or might eventually be. Gil Martin of Locked on Islanders comes by and talks to me about all that more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for liking and subscribing to this podcast and making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making you, us your first watch of the day. On this episode, we're talking about legacies here. The Lightning are going for a third straight Stanley Cup. And usually this time of year, ever since we started the show, uh, Gil Martin of Lockdown Islanders and I have had this little tradition of talking to each other this time of year, but unfortunately the Islanders uh, weren't able to keep their end of the bargain this year. But anyway, we decided to bring Gil on anyway to talk about legacies here on the show. First of all, Gil, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, how you doing? I know it's a little bit of downtime for you now, unfortunately, but uh, what if just jumping off right off the bat, uh, what what is what have you seen from these playoffs that you're really truly having that FOMO about? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I miss the idea of having my team in the playoffs and having to talk about that and analyze that. But you know, uh, this has been an exciting year of Stanley Cup playoffs, and there's some great storylines running through it. And look, the Lightning are gunning to be the first team to three-peat since the 1982 Islanders. So, uh, you know, there is a little history on the line here. Yeah, absolutely. There's. It feels like with every game that the Lightning play, there's some sort of history either on the line or either being made. And, and a lot has been made of this Lightning team, uh, mostly on the Canadian networks and mostly on the Jeff Merrick show and partially there on 32 Thoughts. For those of you who don't know, Jeff Merrick is one half of 32 Thoughts with Elliot Friedman. He has been making a lot of comparisons to... First, the other day, Andre Vasilevsky in the greats, Dominic Hasek, Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur, where he stacks up. And now the other day he is completely thrown in the gauntlet and now is comparing this this lightning team to your 83 Islanders. Now, I, I guess since the lightning aren't up to their their, their three-peat yet, um, what have you seen from this lightning team overall over the last couple of years that has reminded you of those 80s Islanders? Uh, there are a few things, uh, but to me, the biggest one is when I look back at those Islander teams that won four straight Stanley Cups, 19 straight playoff series. One thing that always struck me was they could beat you however you wanted to play. If, they, if you wanted to play a low scoring, tight checking two to one game, the Islanders had the players that, you know, they could shut you down. And Billy Smith, the Hall of Fame goalie, could uh, make a lot of saves. They could beat you two to one. If you wanted to play run and gun, try to win six, four, eight, six. You know, you had Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier and Dennis Potvan and Clark Gillies, guys who could put the puck in the net. They could beat you that way. If you wanted to goon it up, 
Clark Gillies could certainly uh, defend anybody on the ice. Gordy Lane was was uh, a tough guy. Dave Longevin was a tough guy. If you wanted to go that route, they had guys who could who could go that route too. So no matter how you wanted to play the game, they had the tools to beat you. And I think this Lightning team sort of stacks up similarly. They could outskill you. They could shut you down. They could be tougher than you, but they're going to get the job done. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I I think that the the one point you threw in there that was very interesting because I think when we look at the metamorphosis of this lightning team, the evolution of what they have become today uh, has really been the physical play. And that was one of their biggest criticisms heading into the bubble. Well, right before the trade deadline uh, in the 2019, 2020, 2020 season. Uh, and, and they went out, they got some, some of that sandpaper. They got Pat Maroon in the off season, the season prior, they got Blake Coleman, they got Barkley Goodrow, two guys who we we all know what they did alongside Yanni Gore the last couple of years. Uh, was there a line like that for for maybe some of my listeners that are not familiar with their Lightning team? Was there a line like that, like what the Lightning had with with the with the third line, and even what they have now with Nick Paul and Ross Colton and Brandon Hagel? Is is was there a line like that on on the on the Islanders '80s teams? Yeah, uh, there was, and again, it depends which of the four teams you're talking about. But uh, you know, you, you had guys like Bob Nystrom, the Sutter brothers. Uh, you know, uh, in the earlier uh, years of the Islanders, uh, Gary Howitt, guys who could go up and down the boards and just beat you in the corners and and be uh, physically difficult to play against uh, while still back then, you know, pitching in 20, 25 goals a year. Yeah. And, and still a lot has been made about how important that, that, that third line team. And I told lightning fans this year with, with that third line completely being gone and having to be rebuilt, let it go. All right. It's like an ex-girlfriend. You got to get over her. You got to move on. Better days are going to come ahead and better days have certainly come ahead um, at, with the addition of Nick Paul and, and Brandon Hagel and, and the emergence of Ross Colton after the fantastic ending to his season last year. Was there any player, any young player on these Islanders teams that you saw that really Winning championships was the best thing for them, because we've seen that with with Ross Colton this year, uh, how how much of a leap he has taken in only his second year. Was there a player like that on these Islanders teams? Uh, you know, the, the, the player who mostly comes to mind uh, would be Pat LaFontaine, but he joined the team the year after they won their fourth cup. Remember, the after the four cups, the Islanders went to the cup finals again in 1984. Uh, and lost to the Oilers, who they beat in the Cup Final in 83. And and Pat LaFontaine was a part of that team. And I think having him on a team that, again, went to the Cup Final in his rookie year, surrounded by all those guys who had already won four Cups, was a big step in his development into what was eventually a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, it it definitely seems like whether they're on teams that win Stanley Cups or they're on teams that just because we saw another recent example, and I'm sure you could agree that comes to mind for me was Jake Getzel. He was he was a rookie on that last Penguins team. And look what he did. Uh, and look what his career has has been since then. So now look. 
not so much looking at the past now, but looking at the, the the future from what you've seen from this lightning team and looking at this Rangers and I'm sure, and I'm sure your, your opinion might be a little based here, but looking at this Rangers hurricanes uh, series, and then also kind of looking a little bit further than that into the Western conference from an outsider's perspective, do you see a team out there that could give my boys a run for their money? Or do you think now, because I've spoken about it on the show quite a bit that, we don't really see the lightning play like this, this brand of hockey, this championship caliber level of hockey until they're actually in the Stanley cup final. And we've seen the Stanley cup final the last couple of years, pretty much be short, be short series, but I don't see any team, at least on my side of things um, that, that could give the lightning a, a long, a long stretch of games. Do you see anything from these other teams or do you think lightning are just going to run ragged like they did the last couple of years? <laughs> I don't necessarily think they're going to run ragged. I, I think, I mean, Colorado is deep and talented. I think they could go at least six games with Tampa Bay. And then the other team that gives me pause would be the Rangers only because, and and there's no guarantee they get past Carolina necessarily, but when you've got a goalie like Igor Shosturkin, if he gets hot at the right time, that would be one heck of a seven-game series goaltending-wise. Vasilevsky against Shosturkin, if they're both at the top of their game, that is going to be like a clinic of goaltending. Yeah, and that's actually the one thing I said on my show when we were kind of discussing, uh, you know, who do we want? Do we want Carolina or do we want the Rangers? I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who they play. But I, 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 I took the the opinion very early on, I think probably an hour after the Lightning swept the Panthers, that we want Carolina. <laughs> and, and it's for that exact same reason because, yeah – I you know what? I could take the little question mark of, of Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta, uh, both guys who have struggled immensely with, with injury and, and could go down at any moment. And that's the kind of thing that could kill a series for a team uh, is trying to switch out goaltenders here and there. We saw it with Florida last year, but I, I don't the, like the Rangers because they're they're still a very young, raw, talented team that, yes, has that goaltending situation where they have a guy that could switch it on at any point. And, and it, the last thing you want is to get into a, a goalie battle, uh, especially with the way Vasilevsky is. And, and but yeah, I, I mean, with 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 Carolina, I I mean, um, with with Colorado. I don't know. I, I I like obviously you got you always got to watch out for Nathan McKinnon, but I think when it comes out for at least for me on the West, I would rather and this might be a little bit of a crazy statement to make. I would rather play Colorado than play Edmonton, just because of what Connor McDavid has done to that Calgary team the last couple of nights has it. You see the guys, they 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 need they should go talk to a therapist after this series from what he has done to them. It, it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh it, it this is why we were talking before we hit the record button, Gil, is that this it, it gets it gets more difficult and difficult with this job for us with each series because you gotta you, you almost have a nightmares against your about your next opponent. And I and I have to say, yeah, I and I've told my my locked on NHL host, Chris Masilli, this. I don't I would rather play Edmonton. Uh I would rather play you guys because Connor McDavid, I mean, having to deal with that on a nightly basis. No, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> no easy teams at this stage of the year. I mean, you know, you talked about McKinnon uh, on Colorado. What about McCarr? I mean, to yeah. me, he's, he is probably the best puck moving defenseman right now. The best offenseman in the league and, and having to, 
try to shut him down for four to seven games isn't an easy task either. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 Chris Masilli, uh and and Kyle Sullivan said something like that. Uh, and I said, you know what? I will I will take your Makar and I'll raise you one Kucherov in return. <laughs> so yeah, well, it, it's you know what? It, it's the most greatest time of the year. It's also the most stressful time of the year. But hopefully, it results in a in another Stanley Cup. And and we're here at the end of the the, the playoffs, and we're talking about how the Lightning and the '80s Islanders are two of the best teams of all time. Uh, and, and but. Thank you for coming on. And why don't you tell my listeners, Gil, where they can find you? Well, uh, you can find the podcast on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. And uh, you could find me uh, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. That's great. So thanks, Gil, for coming on as always. And I'm sure we'll, we'll one of us will be making an, an appearance on the other's uh, Locked on NHL segment at some point in the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. And I just want to thank Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders for once again coming on the show. And we'll continue our talk about really what makes a modern day NHL team a dynasty with everything that's gone on with free agency over the last 30, 40 years and with everything that entails with that, with teams switching over and just the game evolving. We'll talk about all of that. But first, I want to talk about our first sponsor of today's episode, and that is Bill Bar. Now, with some of these games, especially now Edmonton, has has advanced and Colorado has advanced to West Conference Finals. If you want to keep track of the Lightning's potential Stanley Cup final opponents on those late West Coast games, well, you're going to need some snacks. And you're going to need snacks that are not only tasting great, but super healthy. So you might as well grab yourself a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is only has 150 calories with 15 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar. Bilt Bars are the best thing for those who, who want to eat healthy. From those of you who not only want to eat healthy, but eat something that tastes great, not one of those 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 protein bars that are waxy or have, you know, or just don't sit well in your mouth. So go to built.com, use that promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So on to our second segment. We're going to be talking about Really, what makes a team, because we, we spent the first half, if you're joining us right now, um, talking about the comparisons that have been made recently to the 83 Islanders, who that was the fourth year uh, in which they they won their Stanley Cup in a row. And, and as, as well as the Lightning are only going into the possible, they're going into possibly winning their third straight in a row. And... I was ta- I was thinking about this for a while because listen it, it I was thinking about this for a while because I also saw some of your comments um, regarding the Vasilevsky Mount Rushmore of goaltenders and and some of you were agreed some of you felt that he is really at this point if he's not already on his way to being one of the all time greats uh, him only being at the age of twenty seven but it a lot of other you were. A lot of other you, especially on, on YouTube, were saying, well, you know what? You can't compare him. He really hasn't done that much yet. Uh, he, and, and some of you were also saying, well, he you can't really compare the two. Different areas of hockey and all that. And it got me thinking because I always try to keep this in mind. And that's why I feel in sports, um, it, it, it's hard to compare players across eras. You know, it it's hard to look at for example, Alexander Ovechkin or, or Connor McDavid and compare them to guys like Mario Lemieux or even Wayne Gretzky, who 
listen, un, undisputed greatest of all time, but I'm sure this might sound a little bit blasphemous, but down the road, you know, not in five years, maybe 20, 35 years from now, we'll be talking, and, and if it's not us, our children will be talking about, you know, who was the GOAT? Maybe they'll look at Alexander Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby or, like I said, Connor McDavid or guys like maybe even depending on, you know, what happens from now until the end of their careers, Nathan McKinnon's guys like that is the golden era of hockey. Uh, some of those guys might be perceived as the GOATs uh, as opposed to, and they might look at the era of Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and, and all those other great scorers as maybe the dinosaur age, as as how we kind of view the era of Gordie Howe and, and and all those other scorers as well. But where do we do with teams? You know, it, a lot has changed with with how a team is constructed. How you know, back in the day, if you're looking at that era of hockey, the '80s, the '70s, the '60s. Teams didn't roll out four lines. You know, your fourth line rarely played. It, it, some, some believe it or not, some coaches didn't even play their their fourth line at all. Uh, and, and also back then, teams, and that's why you saw teams like the Canadians, teams like the Islanders, teams like the Oilers, uh, win three or more at certain times, two or more actually. And we haven't seen anything like that since then. And that's why nowadays we're lucky if we even see a team win two in a row. And a lot of it has to do with player control. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do as well as there's there's a lot more teams now in the league. There's 32 now. I think a lot of it has to do with with the fact that the talent level across the league as a whole, even from the best team in the league, the Tampa Bay Lightning, all the way down to maybe some of the less talented teams, the talent there's still talent there. It's you don't see. I mean, every every now and then we'll see a team absolutely run ragged across the entire league. 2019, we saw that with Tampa. Uh, unfortunately, we all know that what happened then, but that was just an example. Uh, and, and I that causes us as hockey fans to really re-examine what what really is a modern day dynasty what how how can we compare the the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and the 83 Islanders fairly because when you look at it it different eras of hockey equipments were different different um just talent overall in the league was completely different and so we kind of have to maybe dial it back in a way because like like I said the league is a lot better now as a whole talent wise from top to bottom every team has a superstar I, I I'm sure back then especially on some of the the early expansion teams you'll see players that are the top point getters or the top goal scorers on those teams and you'll look at them and and, and say, who is this guy and, and why was he, you know, I've never heard of this guy before yet. He's a top player on this league statistically on this team, but really what we have to do is, especially now with, with the, the player with movement with players and, and perfect example, the lightning uh, losing their entire third line. You kind of have to look at this and, and maybe dial it back and say, all right, is, a repeat in today's NHL 
equate does that equate to a three-peat back in the in in the 80s and the 70s and you know i'm not taking away anything from you and i i'm not taking away anything from from what the lightning have accomplished and i'm not trying to to change the the how impressive it is to win three as opposed to two but you can't simply just compare those two things and given everything that's happened with covid and yes we have to bring that up every time we bring up this lightning team because if you look at their last two years you're winning a stanley cup in the bubble you're and then you're winning one in a season that yes is shortened but you're also playing a game every day every other day so when you factor those two things in especially with this tampa bay lightning team I think we have to sit here and, and say, yes, absolutely. The Tampa Bay Lightning not only are a modern day dynasty because we have that that's that's what this is. You know, we if the Lightning, whether they win for the third straight year or not, are a dynasty because of the success that they have had, especially over the last five years, championship or not, I think the terms or, or the definition in sports, especially now as a whole, has changed when you're talking about a dynasty. And because if we're going to talk about the dynasty that is, for example, the New England Patriots or even those Blackhawk teams or even those Penguin teams in the mid 2000s, you have to to bring that definition, it, even if you're throwing out the word willy nilly defi- uh, dynasty, you have to bring that and describe the Tampa Bay Lightning as a modern day dynasty because of everything that they have overcome, everything that they've had to deal with in terms of player turnover, injuries to their players, what they have done in that span of time, how they have approached situations throughout the season, what their front office has done to address holes at the trade deadline or even in the offseason. And by the very definition, Tampa Tampa Bay is no doubt a dynasty. And I think two championships in today's NHL 100% translates to three or more in the old days of the NHL. And we'll wrap things up in just a little bit. We'll talk about uh, the, the potential opponents for Tampa. Uh, we're still waiting on the hurricane, the Rangers to decide who wants to win that series. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of this episode, and that is Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all the sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So once again, I want to thank all of you for for making this your first listen of the day, as well as um, liking and subscribing to the pod. The the absolute reaction and support that we've gotten from all of you on the YouTube channel is insane. You know, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, this isn't going to grow in terms of a YouTube channel. You know, when I when I got into podcasting and hosting the show, I never thought I'd be hosting uh, shows on YouTube as well. Uh, and we're over 120 subscribers now, only in a span of a couple of weeks. So, And that's all because of you. You, the listener, you, the watcher. So thank you for doing that. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, thank you for, for doing that as well and subscribing to the pod. And jump over to 
the YouTube page because guess what? We're going to be posting questions with every episode as well at the bottom of the comment section, and that gets you guys involved. And, and also, if you want to post a question or a comment that we'll talk about, we'll, that you want us to talk about, we'll do that on the next episode as well. So looking at the upcoming potential opponents for Tampa, uh, Carolina and New York, I already stated it whether it was on the last episode or the episode prior to that one, that I want Carolina. I feel just because with everything with their goalie situation, uh, Auntie Ranta and then Freddie Anderson wedding the wings, who is still not entirely sure what's going on with that situation. He's been out quite a while. Um, he, he's taking a lot longer than, than the I believe the Carolina thought he was going to take to come back with his rehab. But Antiranta has been doing a pretty impressive job for them in net, really holding it down. Um, and and I, I believe Carolina is just the better matchup overall just because if you – Tampa is more familiar with them. They played them last year in the playoffs as well. So there's that there's that little bit of history. With the Rangers, the reason why I feel that maybe they're they're less. I mean, then again, I feel like regardless of who Tampa plays, whether Carolina wins tonight and wins the series, or the Rangers extend it to seven and then win on the road in Carolina. I don't. I feel regardless of who they play, I think the Lightning will win that series. I think it would be, you know, if it's the Rangers, I would say probably in five or six. If it's the Carolina Hurricanes, I'm saying more like six and seven. Um, I, I feel like Carolina uh, does their their style is a lot more easy for the Lightning to to go out there and play their style and do what they need to do and. And I think especially uh, with their goaltending situation, like I said, I think that would be something that the Lightning would be able to pick apart relatively easily. We saw that last postseason when the Lightning played against the Florida Panthers, uh, what they were able to do when the Panthers kept going back and forth between Spencer Knight and and Brabovsky. So that's something that the Lightning, especially having possibly, we'll have to wait and see because we, we haven't really gotten anything, but at the same time, uh, that's the nature of the sport when it comes to injuries. Uh, we might be able to get Braden Point back for the Eastern Conference Finals, and especially with this this time off, you're going to get a very, re- regardless of Pointer or not, you're still going to get a very refreshed Lightning team. And and t- uh, John Cooper said something very, very good the other day um, that – you know, it, it's more so the mental aspect that you got to keep track of that that you have to worry about with these guys. They're physical. It, it's gonna they're gonna come out of the gates flying. But I think with this with this Lightning team, I think regardless of who they play, I think that they will be moving on to the Stanley Cup final and waiting on the winner of Edmonton and Colorado. Which, uh, <laughs> not to get too far ahead of myself, I I, I think that really, um, I, I'm not I'm I think that's the one series. Uh, that I think that the Lightning are I, I I'm not going to sit here and say I want one or the other because both those teams are going to be paying the butts. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that you know the Rangers would pose more of an issue just because of the potential of turning it on and 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 having a fantastic performance from Igor Shosturkin. Uh, what he's done this season has absolutely been insane, and and. I would rather take the revolving door of goaltenders any day of the week rather than, you know, have to go through that. Then again, like I said, um, 
you know, it, it's more so of, you know, how difficult do you want the series? How difficult do you want to win the series to of winning the series to be? So I, I think that at the end, I think not only will it be a better matchup to play Carolina, but I think what we saw, how what we saw from the Lightning and the Toronto series, I think that by them winning that series, that made them a lot better, a lot better of a team. They were able to hit their stride. Uh, going into the Panther series, and that's what you saw uh, against the Panthers. And I think the same thing would happen uh, if the Lightning were to play Carolina. They would hit their stride, especially after almost having a week off. I, I think that would be the best matchup. They will struggle early on, like we'll saw. I think we'll see maybe a little bit of a of a mirror image performance from Tampa uh, in this series against Carolina if Carolina does, in fact, move on tonight. And then we'll talk about that tomorrow whether or not if we're waiting another day or we're gearing up for carolina so make sure to like and subscribe to the pod give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed at spotify apple uh google play wherever pot where any where any podcast is available in audio form we are there and the best part it is 100 free go ahead and follow us on social media at lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as lock on underscore lightning on instagram give me a follow on twitter at danky dank d-e-n-k-y-d eight and k and go ahead and once as always subscribe to the show on youtube so we'll be back tomorrow to talk about what you know who we might be facing uh hopefully things get kind of hopefully this series gets resolved tonight and we could start talking about carolina tomorrow if not we'll we'll talk more about the the potential of either opponent so uh in the meantime that's been it for this episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one